This is a recording of They Shall No More Be Confounded, Moroni's Word Play on Joseph, in Ether 13, 1-13, and Moroni 10:31, by Matthew L. Bowen, published in Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, read by Victor Worth. Abstract. In two related prophecies, Moroni employs an apparent wordplay on the name Joseph in terms of the Hebrew lo yosip od, plus verbal component, as preserved in the phrases, They shall no more be confounded, Ether 13.8, and That thou mayest no more be confounded, Moroni 10.31. That phraseology enjoyed a long currency within Nephite prophecy, e.g. 1 Nephi 14.2 and 15.20, ultimately having its source in Isaiah's prophecies regarding Jerusalem Zion. See, for example, Isaiah 51.22, Ether and Moroni's prophecy in Ether 13 that the old Jerusalem and the new Jerusalem would, quote, no more be confounded, further affirms the gathering of Israel in general and the gathering of the seed of Joseph in particular. Apart from the preservation of the prophecies of Joseph in 2 Nephi 3.1 to 4.3, where the name Joseph occurs 13 times, the greatest concentration or clustering of the name Joseph in the Book of Mormon occurs in Ether 13, where it occurs seven times, a number of completion in Hebrew numerology. This might seem an odd phenomenon given that the Book of Ether is primarily an abridgment of Jaredite records and an account of the destruction of the Jaredites. However, Moroni, our editor, like Ether and Coriantumr, cf. Ether 13.21, whose people he describes, lived to see his own nation destroyed in fulfillment of prophecy. Moreover, where Ether and Coriantumr also, quote, lived to see the fulfilling of the prophecies which had been spoken concerning another people receiving the land for their inheritance, close quote, in place of the Jaredites, Ether 13.21, Moroni foresaw that another Gentile nation would be raised up to receive the land for their inheritance, dispossessing the remnant of Lehi's seed, the descendants of the Lamanites and dissenting Nephites, who were the descendants of the patriarch Joseph. Isaiah's writings, more than those of any other biblical writer, deal with the Lord's promises regarding Israel after its dispossession and scattering by non-Israelite nations, the Gentiles, see 3 Nephi 23, 1-4. Moroni's cobbling together of elements from Isaiah 51:17 and 22, 52:1-2, and 54:3-4 in Moroni 10:31 confirms the importance of Isaiah's writings even in very late Nephite religious thought. See also Moroni's earlier statement on Isaiah's writings in Mormon 8:23, quoting Isaiah 29:4 and 2 Nephi 3:20. As I will endeavor to show, Moroni's adumbration of Ether's prophecy concerning the restoration of the Jerusalem of old and the building of a new Jerusalem owes much in terms of language to Nephi's and Mormon's prophecies concerning the gathering of Judah and Israel and to their understanding of the prophecies of Isaiah. In particular, I will endeavor to show, on the basis of Isaiah's prophecies, wordplay on the name of Joseph in terms of the Hebrew idiom lo yosip od, plus verbal component, apparently represented in Moroni's Isaiah-based prophecies, especially in the phrases, They shall no more be confounded, 
Ether 13.8, and that thou mayest no more be confounded, Moroni 10.31. This wordplay evokes the name of the one to whom the Lord had made promises fulfilled by Israel's gathering, i.e. the patriarch Joseph, but also hints at the name of the one through whom the Lord would set his hand again, Hebrew Yosip Yado, to gather Israel, so that Israel might no more be confounded, a future Joseph, the son of Joseph, see 2 Nephi 3.15. It should be built up again, a holy city unto the Lord. Moroni's summation of Ether's prophecy in Ether 13 constitutes something of a very long paraphrase. Moroni, however, does not just summarize or paraphrase Ether, but his language abundantly cites earlier ancient Israelite and Nephite prophecy concerning the house of Joseph, the house of Israel, and the remnant of Joseph's seed. Clearly, Moroni understood the prophecies of the Jaredite prophet Ether to refer not only to the coming of Christ, but also concerning a new Jerusalem. Behold, Ether saw the days of Christ, and he spake concerning a new Jerusalem upon this land, and he spake also concerning the house of Israel, and the Jerusalem from whence Lehi should come. After it should be destroyed, it should be built up again. C.F. Hebrew Yosip, a holy city unto the Lord. Wherefore it could not be a new Jerusalem, for it had been in time of old, but it should be built up again, Yosip, and become a holy city of the Lord, and it should be built unto the house of Israel. And that a new Jerusalem should be built up upon this land, unto the remnant of the seed of Joseph, Yosep, for which things there has been a type. Ether 13.4-6 Although such a prophecy might seem unlikely to come from a non-Israelite prophet with no traditional knowledge of or personal experience with an old Jerusalem, it must be remembered that the Lord, as Moroni tells us earlier, showed the brother of Jared all things. Additionally, it must be remembered that Moroni is interpreting Ether for a Latter-day Israelite and Gentile audience. The exact details of what Ether saw and spake, i.e. prophesied, regarding the house of Israel and the new Jerusalem, are unknowable without the text of Moroni's original sources. But whatever Ether's original language, terminology, etc., we can confidently conclude that Moroni is giving us the most accurate encapsulation of Ether of which he was capable. If Moroni's prophecy that the new Jerusalem from whence Lehi should come should be built up again, stated twice, alludes to Isaiah 11.11, 11, and it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again, Yosip, the second time to recover the remnant of his people, it indeed reflects the Hebrew Yosip plus verbal component idiom. Juxtaposed here with the name Joseph, we can then conclude that Moroni recognizes and emphasizes a connection between Isaiah's prophecy, and thus Nephite prophecy, and the name Joseph. The collocation, remnant of the seed of Joseph, finds its earliest biblical antecedent in the phrase, remnant of Joseph, Se'erit Yosep, Amos 5.15. Amos appears to play on the name Joseph in oracles declaring that the Lord, quote, will not again, lo Osip, pass them by, the northern kingdom of Israel, or Joseph, any more, owed. Amos 7, 8 and 8, 2. Isaiah's prophecies appear to reverse the seeming finality of the Lord's sentence as articulated through Amos. 
Significantly, many of the prophecies of Isaiah that offer hope incorporate variations of the Yosip, Lo Yosip, Ode plus verbal component idiom. Moroni remarks that a new Jerusalem being built upon the land of promise, the Americas, quote, unto the remnant of the seed of Joseph, Yosep, found its type in the biography of Joseph in Egypt and his preservation of his father's and his father's family's life after his brothers, quote, hated him yet the more, why Yosipu owed, Genesis 37, 5 and 8. We recall that the name Joseph in Genesis 30, 23-24 is explained in terms of two verbs, Asop, God hath taken away, gathered in, up, Asop, my reproach, and Yasop, the Lord shall add, may he add, Yosep, to me another son. This double ideology makes clear that the name Joseph was associated with divine taking away or gathering, and divine adding, iterative divine action taken on Israel's behalf. They shall no more be confounded. Moroni sees the merciful preservation of Jacob's and Joseph's posterity, Jacob's being brought from Canaan to Egypt and a remnant of the seed of Joseph later being brought out of Jerusalem, as a type or pattern for the building again of the Jerusalem of old and the building of a new Jerusalem. For as Joseph brought his father down into the land of Egypt, even so he died there. Wherefore the Lord brought a remnant of the seed of Joseph out of the land of Jerusalem, that he might be merciful unto the seed of Joseph, that they should perish not, even as he was merciful unto the father of Joseph, that he should perish not. Wherefore the remnant of the house of Joseph, Yosep, shall be built upon this land, and it shall be a land of their inheritance, and they shall build up a holy city unto the Lord, like unto the Jerusalem of old, and they shall no more, cf. lo Yosipu, Yosipu ode, be confounded, until the end come when the earth shall pass away. And there shall be a new heaven and a new earth, and they shall be like unto the old, save the old have passed away, and all things have become new. And then cometh the new Jerusalem, and blessed are they who dwell therein, for it is they whose garments are white through the blood of the Lamb. And they are they who are numbered among the remnant of the seed of Joseph, who were of the house of Israel. Ether 13, 7-10 Moroni appears to juxtapose the name Joseph with the lo Yosip idiom, or its Nephite scribal equivalent. Just as the Jerusalem of old shall no more drink, again, lo Tosipi, the cup of trembling, Isaiah 51.22, and henceforth there shall no more, lo Yusip, come into Jerusalem the uncircumcised and the unclean, Isaiah 52.1, the inhabitants of the new Jerusalem too shall no more be confounded, see further below. Or, as Nephi foretold to his brothers regarding their posterity in the latter days as descendants of Joseph, quote, they should no more be confounded, neither should they be scattered again. 1 Nephi 15.20 Nephi may have borrowed the term kalam, be hurt, humiliated, be ashamed, put to shame, be confounded, rendered by the KJV translators as confound, from Isaiah 54.4, Tikalami. When Moroni identifies the inhabitants of the New Jerusalem as they who are numbered among the remnant of the seed of Joseph, Yosep, 
his words further echo Nephi's words to his brothers. They shall be remembered, stricken through, numbered again. C.F. Hebrew Yosipu, Yosipu, among the house of Israel. They shall be grafted in, being a natural branch of the olive tree, into the true olive tree. 1 Nephi 15.16 As Royal Skousen has shown, the original manuscript read numbered here rather than remembered. Nephi's statement, quote, They should no more be confounded, neither should they be scattered again, 1 Nephi 15.20, and thus Moroni's words in Ether 13 also represent adaptations or interpretations of the angel's words to Nephi, as preserved in 1 Nephi 14.1-2. 2. 1 Nephi 15, 16, and 20. Behold, I say unto you, yea, they shall be remembered, stricken through, numbered again, C.F. Yosipu, among the house of Israel. They shall be grafted in, being a natural branch of the olive tree, into the true olive tree. 1 Nephi 15, 16. And I did rehearse unto them the words of Isaiah, who spake concerning the restoration of the Jews, or of the house of Israel. And after they were restored, they should no more, lo Yosipu, Yosipu owed, be confounded, neither should they be scattered again. Cf. Walo Yosipu, Yosipu owed. 1 Nephi 15.20 1 Nephi 14.1-2 And it shall come to pass that if the Gentiles shall hearken unto the Lamb of God in that day, and harden not their hearts against the Lamb of God, they shall be numbered among the seed of thy father, yea, they shall be numbered among the house of Israel, and they shall be blessed people upon the promised land forever. They shall be no more, saith lo Yosipu, Yosipu od, brought down into captivity, and the house of Israel shall no more be confounded. Clearly Nephi's words to his brothers in 1 Nephi 15, 16, and 20 represent a reiteration of the information relayed to him as recorded in 1 Nephi 14.2. Ether 13, 8-10 exhibits a remarkable degree of textual dependence on and wordplay involving all three of the above passages. Moroni will use Nephi's collocation, Blessed People, in his refrain, Blessed Are They. Ether 13, 10-11. Nephi's statement, And I did rehearse unto them the words of Isaiah, confirms that his repeated use and Moroni's use of the adverbial auxiliary expression no more in the phrase shall no more be confounded has its source in Isaiah. These words are themselves an adaptation of the language of Isaiah. In fact, Nephi's use of no more here reflects several texts from the book of Isaiah that describe the blessings the remnant of Latter-day Israel will enjoy after being gathered again. Note the use of the lo yosip od plus verbal component in each instance. And it shall come to pass in that day that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again, lo yosip od, stay upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One of Israel, in truth. Isaiah 10.20, 2 Nephi 20.20 Thus saith thy Lord, the Lord, and thy God, that pleadeth the cause of his people, Behold, I have taken out of thine hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs of the cup of my fury. Thou shalt no more, lo tosipi, drink it again, ode. Isaiah 51.22 
Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more, lo Yosip od, come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Isaiah 52.1 These passages strongly suggest that the phrase shall no more plus verb in Nephi's text represents the Hebrew lo Yosip od plus verb, idiom, with which Nephi would have been familiar as a Hebrew-speaking Israelite. Since Moroni himself states that he and other Nephites of his time continued to use Hebrew, and since Moroni was heir of the whole of Nephite scripture and record-keeping tradition, it is more than reasonable to suppose his familiarity with the lo-yosip-od plus verbal component idiom as well. Nephi's use of Isaiah 11.11 and 29.14 with Yasap Yosip in 2 Nephi 25.17, CF 25.21, and 2 Nephi 29.1 constitutes a wordplay on the name Joseph in Gezerah Shawah, as I have suggested elsewhere. I further submit that Nephi's deployment of Lo Yosip Ode should be similarly understood. In addition to the foregoing, the be confounded elements appears to have been quoted from or constitutes an allusion to Isaiah 54.4. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, wealtikalemi, for thou shalt not be put to shame, for thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Ode. Isaiah 54.4. The relationship between Isaiah 52, 1-2 and Isaiah 54, 3-4 in Nephite thought, or at least in Moroni's thought, becomes clear once the evidence of Moroni 10.31 is considered. See further below. Gathered in from the four quarters of the earth and from the north countries. As noted earlier, the text of Genesis 30.23 names Joseph with the verb asap, which can mean to take away, but more commonly means to gather up or gather in. Hence, not only does the name Joseph midrashically connote God hath taken away, asap, my reproach, but also God has gathered in my reproach, or God has gathered together my reproach. Accordingly, we find the later biography of Joseph mentioning that Joseph gathered his brothers, the patriarchs of the twelve tribes, minus himself and Benjamin, into ward or keeping. Quote, and he put them all together, Wayesop, literally gathered them together, into ward three days. And Joseph, Yoseb, said unto them the third day, This do and live, for I fear God. Genesis 42:17 through 18 a paranomasia on the name Joseph and Waye Esop establishes another clear lexical link between the name Joseph and the verb asap, to gather. Joseph is gathering the family to Egypt, an important aspect of the type or typological deliverance that Moroni cites. Importantly, Moroni himself appears to employ the word play on Joseph's name in terms of the verb asap. And there shall be a new heaven and a new earth, and they shall be like unto the old, save the old have passed away, and all things have become new. And then cometh the new Jerusalem, and blessed are they who dwell therein, for it is they whose garments are white through the blood of the Lamb. And they are they who are numbered among the remnant of the seed of Joseph, Yosep, 
who were of the house of Israel. And then also cometh the Jerusalem of old, and the inhabitants thereof, blessed are they, for they have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and they are they who were scattered and gathered in, cf. Hebrew, Wayasipu, from the four quarters of the earth, and from the north countries, and are partakers of the fulfilling of the covenant which God made with their father Abraham, Ether 13, 9-11. The word place serves to link the name Joseph and the remnant of the seed of Joseph, who will inhabit the new Jerusalem, with those who are gathered in to inhabit the Jerusalem of old. Unstated, but perhaps implied in the word play, is that the same remnant of the seed of Joseph will serve an important role in the gathering in of Judah. Then also cometh the Jerusalem of old, and the other tribes from the four quarters of the earth. The Joseph tribes are responsible for gathering the family of Israel. C.F. again Genesis 42.17 Moroni's apparent wordplay on the name Joseph owes a literary debt to that of his father Mormon. In an autobiographic interlude in 3 Nephi 5, Mormon acknowledges the Lord's beneficence to the house of Jacob, and in particular to the seed of Joseph. I am Mormon, and a pure descendant of Lehi. I have reason to bless my God and my Savior Jesus Christ, that he brought our fathers out of the land of Jerusalem. Surely he hath blessed the house of Jacob, and hath been merciful unto the seed of Joseph, Yosep. And inasmuch as the children of Lehi have kept his commandments, he hath blessed them, and prospered them according to his word. Yea, and surely shall he again, C.F. Hebrew Yosip, bring a remnant of the seed of Joseph to the knowledge of the Lord their God. And as surely as the Lord liveth, he will gather in, C.F. Hebrew Asap, Kibesh, from the four quarters of the earth, all the remnant of the seed of Jacob, who are scattered abroad upon all the face of the earth. And as he hath covenanted with all the house of Jacob, even so shall the covenant wherewith he hath covenanted with the house of Jacob be fulfilled in his own due time, under the restoring all the house of Jacob unto the knowledge of the covenant that he hath covenanted with them. And then shall they know their Redeemer, who is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then shall they be gathered in from the four quarters of the earth unto their own lands, from whence they have been dispersed, Yea, as the Lord liveth, so shall it be. Amen. 3 Nephi 5.20-26 Mormon mentions the seed of Joseph and the remnant of the seed of Joseph twice in connection with the promise that surely shall he again bring, which may represent the Yosip plus verbal component idiom, creating a wordplay on the name Joseph. Moreover, Mormon uses a verb rendered gathered in twice, once active, once passive, which conceivably represents the verb asap, to gather in, gather up. If so, we have Mormon employing a double play on the name Joseph in terms of the verb asap and yasap, much as we find in Genesis 30, 23-24. Intriguingly, this double word play on asap and yasap occurs in Isaiah 11, 11-12, the very text to which Mormon appears to have reference. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again, Yosip, the second time, to recover the remnant of his people which shall be left, from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. 
and he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble, gather in, weigh us up, the outcasts of Israel, and gather together, Yekabesh, the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth, Isaiah 11, 11-12. On one level, Isaiah's text plays on the name Joseph as the name of the patriarch of the dominant northern half-tribe of Ephraim, cf. the mention of Ephraim in Isaiah eleven thirteen. Nephi, however, detects an additional level of wordplay. Compare 2 Nephi 25.17 and 21 and 29.1 with 2 Nephi 3, alluding to the Joseph that would be the Lord's instrument in the latter-day gathering of the entire house of Israel. In the context of the Lord's proceeding, Yosip, Yosep, to do a marvelous work and a wonder, 2 Nephi 29.1, citing Isaiah 29.14, and setting his hand again, Yosep, 2 Nephi 29.1, citing Isaiah 11.11, Nephi explicitly links the coming forth of and gathering of additional scripture with the gathering home of Israel. And it shall come to pass that my people, which are of the house of Israel, shall be gathered home unto the lands of their possessions and my word also shall be gathered in one. And I will show unto them that fight against my word and against my people, who are of the house of Israel, that I am God, and that I covenanted with Abraham that I would remember his seed forever. Second Nephi 29.14 The appearance and gathering of this additional scripture will constitute the signal or sign that the Lord is gathering Israel again. See especially 3 Nephi 21, 7 and 26 through 28. See also 2 Nephi 30, 5 through 7, Mormon 3, 17, Ether 4, 16, CF 8, 24. As the Lord himself foretold to the Lamanites and Nephites at the temple in Bountiful, and then will I gather them in, CF Weasapti, from the four quarters of the earth, and then will I fulfill the covenant which the Father hath made unto all the people of the house of Israel. 3 Nephi 16.5 This language may ultimately have its source in the prophecies of Zenos. Nevertheless, when that day cometh, saith the prophet, that they no more, saith Hebrew lo yosipu, turn aside their hearts against the Holy One of Israel, then will he remember the covenants which he made to their fathers. Yea, then will he remember the isles of the sea. Yea, and all the people who are of the house of Israel will I gather in, saith the Lord, according to the words of the prophet Zenos, from the four quarters of the earth. 1 Nephi 19.15-16 By far the two most common verbs for gathering in the Hebrew Bible are asop, gather in, assemble, take away, and kibesh, gather together. In three instances in the KJV in which the idiom gather in occurs, the underlying verb is always a sop. The use of the idioms no more plus verb and will I gather in appear to constitute a wordplay on yasop, lo yosip, and asop that looks something like the wordplay in Isaiah 11, 11 through 12. And it shall come to pass in that day that the Lord shall set his hand again, yosip, the second time, to recover the remnant of his people. And he shall set up an ensign for the nations, and shall assemble, gather in, weasop, the outcasts of Israel, and gather together, yekabesh, the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. 
Isaiah 51, 17 and 22, and 52, 1 through 2, and Isaiah 54, 2 through 4. Awake, awake, stand up, O Jerusalem, which hast drunk at the hand of the Lord the cup of his fury. Thou hast drunken the dregs of the cup of trembling, and wrung them out. Thus saith thy Lord the Lord, and thy God that pleadeth the cause of his people. Behold, I have taken out of thine hand the cup of trembling, even the dregs of the cup of my fury. Thou shalt no more drink it again. Lo tosipi ode. Isaiah 51, 17 and 22. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. For henceforth there shall no more, lo Yosip, come into thee the uncircumcised and the unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Isaiah 52, 1-2. Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes, for thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left, and thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles, and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not, for thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded, for thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth, and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood any more. Isaiah 54, 2-4 Moroni 10:31. And awake and arise from the dust, O Jerusalem, yea, and put on thy beautiful garments, O daughter of Zion, and strengthen thy stakes, and enlarge thy borders forever, that thou mayest no more be confounded that the covenants of the Eternal Father, which he hath made unto thee, O house of Israel, may be fulfilled. Moroni 10.31 That thou mayest no more be confounded. Moroni 10.31 The importance of the writings of Isaiah in Moroni's understanding of the Lord's covenant with Israel emerges in one of his earliest statements. Search the prophecies of Isaiah, behold, I cannot write them. Yea, behold, I say unto you, that those saints who have gone before me, who have possessed this land, shall cry. Yea, even from the dust will they cry unto the Lord. And as the Lord liveth, he will remember the covenant which he hath made with them. Mormon 8.23 Moroni's statement, Those saints shall cry, yea, even from the dust, seemingly alludes to Isaiah 29.4 and subsequent Nephite Midrash on that passage. Moroni concludes his personal writings as well as the entire Book of Mormon with an exhortation combining the language of Isaiah 51.17 and 22, 52.1-2, and Isaiah 54.4. This concluding exhortation alone recommends Isaiah 52.1-2 and 54.2-4 as two of the most important texts in the Book of Isaiah, quite apart from any other evidence. The purpose clause, that thou mayest no more be confounded, in a real sense offers a purpose clause for the entire Book of Mormon. Those words apply to Israel, Zion, and the saints collectively and individually. Conclusion and Pragmatics In his summation of Ether 13, 1-13, 
Moroni uses the language of Isaiah and earlier Isaiah-inspired Nephite prophecy, including language from passages that employ forms of the lo yasap yosip plus verbal component construction, and they shall no more be confounded. Ether 13.8, that thou mayest no more be confounded, Moroni 10.31, in conjunction with his sevenfold mention of the name Joseph. This suggests the strong possibility of deliberate wordplay on the name Joseph. May he, God, add, yes up, add, increase, do more. This wordplay emphasizes the traditional ideological association of the name Joseph with gathering in and adding, especially iterative divine action. Genesis 30:23-24. Moroni's and Ether's prophecies look forward to the latter-day restoration of the Jerusalem of old and the coming of the new Jerusalem, as the Lord has promised his people in this dispensation, and Israel shall be saved in mine own due time, and by the keys which I have given shall they be led, and no more be confounded at all. D&C 35:25. On an individual level, the key to our no more being confounded is to have a correct understanding of the principles taught in the Book of Mormon and to apply them. Regarding this, Joseph Smith was recorded to have said, I told the brethren that the Book of Mormon was the most correct of any book on earth and the keystone of our religion, and a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. As we get nearer to God, we are gathered in, and no more confounded. Matthew L. Bowen was raised in Orem, Utah, and graduated from Brigham Young University. He holds a Ph.D. in Biblical Studies from the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C., and is currently an assistant professor in religious education at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. He is also the author of Name as Key Word, Collected Essays on Onomastic Wordplay and the Temple in Mormon Scripture. Salt Lake City, Interpreter Foundation at Eborn Books, 2018. He and his wife, the former Suzanne Blattberg, are the parents of three children, Zachariah, Nathan, and Adele. This has been a recording of They Shall No More Be Confounded, Moroni's wordplay on Joseph in Ether 13, 1-13 and Moroni 10:31, by Matthew L. Bowen, published in Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, Volume 30, 2018, read by Victor Worth. This audio recording is copyrighted under a Creative Commons license and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are credited, and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles on Mormon scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com. More information about the Interpreter Foundation, along with a wide array of additional resources, can be found at interpreterfoundation.org.